Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and this week I will be presenting to you part two of the episode entitled Strength. But first, as has become our practice, let us pray. Father, I pray. We pray in agreement with you as well as with one another, making petitions and requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages through the podcast I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and your will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. We pray in agreement for Mandy Williams, for Missy Mars, as well as my great niece, along with the young woman whom I love like a granddaughter, and so many others, young and old, who are under physical, mental, as well as emotional and spiritual attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. We ask again, Father, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Also, Father, we thank you that you continue to allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of so many for whom you have moved so mightily, for those who are seeing and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make request to you, Father, that my family, as well as each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousandth generation, Jesus, should you tarry. And finally, Father, we stand in agreement with the Washington family and New Birth Ministries in Violet, Louisiana. As you made the axe head float so that it would be recovered, Father, we believe that you will allow your son to be recovered as well. If you cared about an axe head, how much more do you care about this situation that this family and church members are going through at this time? Father, we ask that you reveal, bring up, uncover and make known what needs to be recovered. We make these requests, petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. My sisters and brothers, for the past weeks, God has been ministering to us concerning the test that we will be experiencing. These tests are literally battles that will have to be fought in order for us to pass into higher levels in the body of Christ. In order for us to move forth in the way that God has ordained, these tests, these battles must be fought and won. And yet, it's not our own strength that we must depend on to accomplish these victories, but His. As stated last week, God will give us the strength we need in order to pass the test that we shall be going through. 
He will give us the strength to fight and win these battles because in order to win, we must be strong. It's not a physical strength that we need to depend on, but a spiritual one. God spoke to us last week saying that being strong isn't what a lot of people think. However, even when we're not sure of what we're supposed to do within ourselves to be strong, we must always remember that God will give us what we need when we need it in order to remain strong. God will give us the power and might that we need when we need it. For an individual to cry out to God for strength is not necessarily a sign of weakness. It's not always a show of feebleness or inadequacy. It should not be equated to cowardliness or regarded as one being faint-hearted. And even if it is, or if it were, there comes a time in every person's life when they need God to give them strength. Even Jesus needed to be strengthened when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and an angel came and gave it to him. I assure you, when we need what's necessary to pass these tests and win these battles, if it's God who you trust in, if it's God that you rely on and have faith in, then God will see to it that you receive the strength you need. And yet, we all know that there are just some people who don't want to be strong. They don't want to pass the test because they don't want to be tested. They are those who just want to do what they want to do. So as far as these individuals who have just made up their minds that they're tired of the battles and just want to give up, how should they be handled? For some of them, Perhaps it's a matter that they've been through so much that they feel that they just can't do it anymore. For those in this category, of course, we will continue to encourage them. We'll continue to help, pray, and intercede on their behalf as much as possible. However, for others, let them alone and allow God to deal with them. The last thing that's needed and what you will never see in an army is dragging other soldiers along with them during the battles who don't want to fight and are going to give up in the middle of it all. When a soldier stops fighting, when they just refuse to fight, they're given a court-martial and sent to a prison, not back on the battlefield. They are no longer called soldiers. These are the ones in the body of Christ who have decided that they not only don't want to be tested, they not only don't want to fight the battles, but they even want to give up their walk with the Father. For those in this category, it would seem that they probably never had much of a walk with him to begin with. Leave them alone and let God deal with them. These are the ones who find comfort and solace in whining and crying all the time. These are the ones who want, to, want you to listen to their plights and are never willing to accept their own responsibilities and wrongs. These are the Peter Pans of life and in the body of Christ. 
They're the ones who don't want to grow up and want everyone else to do for them what they should be doing for themselves. They want everyone else to fight for them, to fast and pray for them when they're not willing to get on their knees and petition God for themselves. But for those of us who truly desire to pass the test, even when you feel weak, even when you begin to feel that it's too much for you to bear, learn how to cry out to God. In 1 Chronicles 5 at the 20th verse, it reads, They were helped in fighting them, and God delivered the Hagrites and all their allies into their hands because they cried out to him during the battle. He answered their prayers because they trusted in him. Having read those words, or perhaps I should say having heard those words, don't be one who immediately assumes that all they have to do is cry out to God when they're in their battles. God answered the prayer of those fighting men because they trusted him. Let's remember what battles truly are. They're tests. They're a test of strength to see who's stronger, you or the enemy. I love listening to Tony Evans out of Dallas, Texas. Every morning I get a message from him, from him as well as some type of encouraging word. One morning, the word he shared stated, God's role is to fight. Our role is to have faith. To have faith in God is to trust him to fight our battles. To have faith in God is to trust him to give us the strength we need while we're in our battles. In every battle that's listed in the Bible where God intervened on behalf of men is when they trusted him. A question we should ask ourselves today is, how much do we trust God? Do you trust him enough to fight for you? Do you trust him enough to allow him to intervene on your behalf? Do you trust him enough to continually rely on him? Again, 2 Chronicles 16 reads, When you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. When we rely on God, he will do exactly that. Deliver our enemy into our hands and give us the strength we need. But we will only receive that strength when our hearts are fully committed to him. When we wholly and completely trust in him. How many of us remember in Judges 7 and 2 where it reads, The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. God wants us to know who and where our strength comes from. And it's not ourselves. When the Lord tested Abraham and told him to sacrifice Isaac, it was a test. The only reason that it doesn't read or say where God gave him strength is because Abraham didn't cry out to God to give him strength. And that was because Abraham had enough faith in God to do what needed to be done. 
He believed God. He trusted God. He relied and depended on him. He was willing to sacrifice his son because he was convinced that God would do whatever needed to be done, including raising him up again if necessary. He maintained and counted on God to do what God knew was best. Abraham didn't bargain or negotiate with God. He had a covenant with the Father, whereas God is the greater and he was the lesser. God gave the orders and Abraham simply followed the orders. Abraham trusted God with his whole heart. In 1 Kings 19 and 3, it reads, They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. As when children come to the moment of birth. As when it's time to deliver something into the world that God has ordained for an individual to bring forth. You see, the enemy will do everything in the beginning of our walk with the Father to stop us from ever developing enough of an intimate relationship with God so that it will keep him from planting something within us to give birth to. Satan will do all he can to stop us from bringing forth marriages, families, ministries, books, songs, sermons, businesses, or anything else that will glorify the Father. Anything that God has ordained for his son or daughter to bring forth. However, when we pursue, push, and win that battle, it allows us to develop the levels of love and intimacy with the Father that it takes for him to impregnate our spirits with whatever it is that he wants to bring forth through us. Now, when that fails, when the enemy loses that battle, then he will begin to approach and attack us from a different position with other tactics. These battles will be strategized against our faith in order to weaken our beliefs and bring fears that will drain our strengths and keep us from ever having enough strength to deliver. These are some of the hardest and toughest battles that we will have to fight. But again, this is when we can cry out to the Father for the strength that we need. In 1 Kings when Hezekiah spread out the letter that the enemy had sent him, he was crying out to God. The enemy was trying to send the words of fear that would drain Judah of its faith and trust in God. Hezekiah may not have had the strength he needed, but his heart was still fully committed to the Lord. He was crying out to God for strength. And this is when the eyes of the Lord will go to and fro in the earth, looking for those whose hearts are fully committed to him so that he can strengthen us. As it's stated in 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is looking for his sons and daughters whose hearts are fully, completely, entirely, wholeheartedly dedicated and devoted to him. 
I always, always think of Amaziah, who was also one of the kings of Judah. The word says that he obeyed God, but not wholeheartedly. Some versions say that he obeyed with only half his heart. That's the way too many Christians want it. They'll obey, but there's always a little something, something on the side, which keeps their obedience and commitment to God from being whole. There's always a little sin, a little dishonesty, just a little transgression or ungodliness that makes the devotion of their hearts half-hearted. Just a little something. But Jesus said that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Just as a little sin defiles the wholeheartedness towards God. God wants our wholehearted devotion to him. His eyes are going back and forth in the earth, seeking those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And if your heart is not fully committed, then there is no way we will pass the test that we are about to or even are already enduring. We cannot expect the strength that we will need during our battles to be given to us without us being fully committed to our Father. With our full dedication to God, we cannot cry out and expect Him to answer on our behalf during the test. We cannot expect him to fight our battles and without his strength, we will not pass. It means that we will not be able to advance and progress to the next level, to the higher heights, to the deeper depths that our father wants to bring us to. We must Trust him, believe him, and then let him fight for us on our behalf. Remember the words of Tony Evans. God's role is to fight. Our role is to have faith. God bless you, my sisters and brothers, and may you pass the test. May you win the battles that you will be fighting in the times to come. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.